Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. And if that's one thing we hold on to, the Bible says that this hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. So if you have hope as a believer, that hope can never disappoint because the love of God is a proof of the fact that the hope you have is a hope that will last forever. It's a hope that will bring you to an expected end. Praise the Lord. And people like us are confident whether we are, um, let me put it this way. When, when, if you lose a love, if, if, God forbid, you lose the loved one, God forbid. But if a believer dies, we are confident of the fact that the love of God does not give up on the person, you know, at the point of entry into heaven. Someone said that any grace that doesn't save you at the end is a disgrace. That's not grace. Grace will always lead grace is complete it would it would see you through from the beginning to the end and you know the journey from the beginning to the end of grace has in it your inconsistencies and your unfaithfulness interwoven in that journey but he remains faithful while sometimes you're faithful and then some other times you're unfaithful but his grace remains constant and consistent in our lives Glory to God. So Paul says that I fought a good fight of faith. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. The, the fight of faith is the fight to keep on believing. That as long as you keep on believing, you would eventually come to that place where you would, um, in practicality, full practicality, you would be in oneness with your Savior. You know, the scripture talks about um, that when he... Show me that scripture in Third John chapter 1. Third John chapter 1. Third John. Or is it First John chapter 3? Let's see First John chapter 3 verse 1. First John chapter 3 verse 1. Glory to God. It says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be what? Called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Next verse. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. Right? So you are born again, you are saved, but it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed right we shall be like him so the conversation is not that you are not like him now but um you will come to full resemblance and full um uh, synchronicity with him when he comes right it says we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is there is a full depth of revelation that we don't have now. But we will come to have that revelation 
when we come to the place of putting on that glorious body. Right. That glorious body which the Bible speaks of. Right, that when Jesus comes the second time or when he comes back to receive us, that this mortal body shall be exchanged for the immortal body. And when we put on the immortal body, this is the reality of what we shall see when we put on the immortal body. That we will know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is we shall see him as he is when jesus died and he rose again he had to take you some he had to take jesus some level of revelation to get people to know he was the one yeah because flesh and blood would not reveal the exactness of jesus there is a barrier of flesh and blood that stops you from the full revelation of jesus christ so what you know right now you know in part and you know in degrees because the Holy Spirit is revealing to you gradually uh, as you press into revelation. Even Paul, who was an apostle sent to the Gentiles, a custodian of the gospel, did not really know Jesus to the totality of how he desired it in his heart. So at the tail point of his life, he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, meaning that there was a dimension of Jesus that I still want to come to know. And why is that? Because of the barrier of flesh and blood, your senses, your, your human perception, your eyes, your nose, your, your senses does not bring you into full revelation of him. You can't know Jesus by the flesh. Yeah. So Jesus one day shows up with his disciples and he says, who do men say that I am? And then all the disciples started to say, you are Elijah, you are Jeremiah, you are this, you are that. But there was a man who spoke by the Spirit, Peter, and he said, thou art the Christ. Now, at that, before that time, there was no prior revelation of Jesus as the Christ. So when Peter spoke, he actually spoke by the Spirit. So he says, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. What did Jesus say? Flesh and blood has not revealed this. Why did he say flesh and blood? Because flesh and blood cannot perceive Jesus. It's impossible. Flesh and blood cannot see Jesus and see Jesus in revelation. That's why when he comes back the second time, it is not, he's not, he's not repairing this body. He's exchanging this body for incorruptible body. Now the body you're going to put on will be a body that will recognize Jesus in fullness. Are you still here? So now, flesh and blood, when we say the glorious body, glorious body is not just talking about what is on top of your bone. Glorious body is a faculty. <laughs> it's a, if, you watch, um, if you watch this, um, the, the, the Avengers... One of my favorite characters is uh, Iron Man. You wear his, his iron suit. Inside the iron mask, you have many faculties that you, you can, I mean, you have many, many applications in that one suit. You can do many things in that one suit. Now, the glorious body for the believer is the one that brings you into a full revelation of the Father's love. I'm, I'm telling you what to look forward to. 
<laughs> it brings you into full revelation of the Father's love, full revelation of who you are, full revelation of everything that Christ is, and the totality. Then you would see how limited you are as human beings. Because what Adam lost, Adam lost it well. Adam fell and he fell very well. That he, he lost his awareness of glory and he had to start to relearn. Education had to become a program for, man, for falling man so that he can come back to some kind of consciousness of what he had. So when Jesus rose up, he began to prove to the people that this glorious body you would have just as I have had or just as I have right now, you will come to it. So Paul says that I may know you, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering. Hallelujah. But every day, every day we press into the love of the Father. Glory to God. We press into revelation of his love. We press into revelation of his person. Amen. I want to just share with you something briefly. Um, on Sunday, we talked about our identity as a believer. Knowing who we are. We said where Jesus is is where we are. We said who Jesus is is who we are. What again? What Jesus is is also what we are. What again? What he has, we have. What he can do, we can also do. Glory to God. Um, then I started to also talk about um, how that the believer has come above the cause of this world that you don't, you don't operate within the timeline of um, this world but you disrupt the timeline of this world because you carry the Holy Spirit in you and if you can do that it means you can usher in your own season and I gave you an example of how that um, God in the Old Testament was able to change times and seasons through the words of men. Praise God. Nebuchadnezzar in the Bible, did you know that he actually got mad not by the words, not just by the words of God, but by the words of the watchers. The watchers were, were human beings or human instruments that spoke words and Nebuchadnezzar actually started to eat, he ate grass for about 15 years by the words of the watchers. And the watchers, they are human vessels or human instruments that will determine the cause of time and how people would be. Glory to God. Um, in this year, we're not going to do anything by our strength. We're going to achieve big things by what Christ has done and by putting your faith solely on what he has done. I'm going to bring you to a dimension of faith this evening that you would stop to rely on your faith. I'll flip back to the Amos series. The Amos series... The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, um, the helmet of salvation. It is not your salvation. It is not you who saved yourself, better put. 
It is him who saved you. The helmet of salvation. The breastplate of righteousness. It is not your righteousness, but it is his righteousness. The belt of truth. It is not saying the truth that saves you. It is the truth that God is gracious to you. So when you lean on that truth, that's what gives you the edge. Then we come to um, the shield of faith. And I want you to know that if you fall into the trap of always trying to use your faith, uh, God help me now. If you fall into the trap of always trying to use your faith to achieve things or get things done, there will be a time where you would encounter a kind of mountain that will rubbish your faith. So what do you do at times like that where you encounter mountains or establishments that rubbish your faith? If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, be thou removed. And it will be cast into the sea. If you have faith as small as this mustard seed, let's know what this faith is all about. Praise the Lord. Alright, so Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Let's start from there. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jews first, and also for the Greek. Next verse. For in it, the righteousness of God is what? Revealed from what? Faith to faith. Now, we have always read the scripture that the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. And then, as it is written, so Paul is quoting a scripture here, and he says, as it is written, what the just shall what shall live by faith so there are many interpretations of this scripture uh, for as it is written the just shall live by faith or the part where it says um, for in it that's in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith so the question is what is the meaning of from faith to faith I've taught you before that it also means, because you can have many sides, many perspectives to a scripture that can be correct, but it's also good to know the context to which is um, being written here. I've said to you before that when the Bible says from faith to faith, he makes you realize that salvation is not from faith to works. So he says, for in the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, not from faith to works. Okay, but let me show you another dimension of what faith to faith also means. Are you still here? Okay, so let's see um, um, Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. I want you to see the dimension of Old Testament faith. Because when Jesus was talking to people before he died, he would say to some, O ye of little faith. And then he will say to some others, you have great faith. Never have I seen in the whole of Israel that you have great faith like this. But we who are after the cross, 
Is it now a question of faith as it was to people who were before the cross? Because to people who were before the cross, it wasn't, it wasn't, they had not come to the fullness of what faith was hoping for. So we who are on the other side of the cross, what is the conversation of faith? And that's what I want you to see this, this evening. Okay, so now look at Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. It says, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the... So let's read this together now, one to go. But the just shall live... Now, this is Old Testament or New Testament? Now, what? Obviously. Those who said new... <laughs> Maybe you feel this, this is not Hebrews. Hab, Hab, Hab is not Hebrews. This is Old Testament. Old Testament is saying that you would live by your faith to walk your salvation. So it says, for the just shall live by. Now, see the word he's here. Small or, or big. For the just shall live by what? His faith. So before the cross, the just will have to live by his own faith. So everybody gets according to his faith. So when Moses stands and he reads the law, and he has pronounced all the blessings of God, not everybody can be blessed according to a measure. Because you will come with a dimension of faith that will be different from somebody else's dimension of faith. Because at this point, faith now is what? Is very subjective. Faith now is a matter of your own personal journey. Okay? So, um, um, Bishop Noel Jones puts it this way, that your faith is idiosyncratic. He says that your faith is unique to you. Why is your faith unique to you? Because the way you see God is different. You can't see God the same way. Why? Because your experiences are different. Have you, have you, have you found out that if you say something to someone and the person says that same thing you said to somebody else, the tenth person will shock you and tell you what you did not say. Why? Because people hear differently. People perceive differently. So, in the Old Testament, the just shall live by what? Not by faith, but by his, his faith. So now, let's go back to Romans chapter 1 verse 17. I want you to catch something here, okay? It says, for in the righteousness of God is, for in it... The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. What's missing here? So what do you think is happening here now? In the New Testament, we have removed your faith. And we have replaced it with his faith. That's why it's not saying his faith here. The just shall live by faith, not by your faith. So if, if, how many of us want to do great things this year? Let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. Can I, can I give you a, a shocker? We don't need your faith. 
We don't need your faith. Yeah. Pastor Vic, come. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Let, let, this thing you just said, let me tell them. You know, sometimes you just want to be spiritual. Yeah. Yeah, I join my faith with you. <laughs> See, your faith will fail. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't need your faith. Keep your faith to your safe. <laughs> Go back to Habakkuk chapter, that same chapter again. Old Testament, the just shall live by his faith. Now look at your neighbor, say neighbor. Before the cross, before the cross, you have to live by your faith. By your faith. But now, but now, no, say it the way Pastor Phil is saying it. But, but now, now, but now, you live by his faith. By his faith. This is the reason why the shield of faith is an armor. Because anything that is an armor is not yours. If you put on the armor of God, that is you put on the suit. You are the iron man. Right? Behind the mask. You don't look like you. You take the shape of the mask. And then you begin to exhibit the properties of the mask. So the question now is, do you know how to operate the buttons in the mask? That's a different conversation. So for the believer now, it's not a conversation of whether you believe. It is whether you know. How much do you know? How much of what you have do you know? If you know, you will operate. You say, which button should I press? Which button should I press? That's not your conversation. Oh, we grow in knowledge this year. So now, so, so he says, the just shall live by his faith. That's the conversation of the Old Testament. Back again to Romans chapter 1. Let me show you there again. I wanted to sink into your spirit. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. It says, but the just shall live by faith. By faith. By faith. So let's, he- let's read Hebrews chapter, um, um, Hebrews chapter 11. Let's read Hebrews chapter 11. Let's read Hebrews chapter 11. It's a long read. Are we ready? Okay, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Next verse. For by it the elders, who are the elders? Before the cross. For by it the elders obtain a good uh, testimony. By faith we understood that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah being divinely one of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of the household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive an inheritance and he went out not knowing where he was going. 
By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, as in the foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged... Really? Is that, is that really what happened? It was by faith anyways. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Where are we? Therefore, from one man, as him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sun which is by the seashore. Next verse. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to. Re- they wouldn't have had opportunity to return. But now. They desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Was, was Isaac the only begotten of, of Abraham? How many sons did Isaac have? I mean Abraham, sorry. Two. So there was Ishmael and then there was, there was Isaac. It's interesting to see how that even from the Old Testament, faith doesn't regard flesh. You know, faith doesn't regard your weaknesses. Even from the Old Testament. This, this is to prove to you the nature of God. That God did not just change up suddenly on you. God was gracious even from before. Amen. So let's keep going. Of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called. Concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of king's command. Sorry, sorry, go back. Did I get that right? And they were not afraid of the king's command? And that's why they hid the child? Have you seen this before? I I don't understand what's going on here. (laughs) Wait. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents. Was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child. (laughs) And they were not afraid of the king's command. Now, if this is what human faith did, allow the faith of Christ this year carry you. Because I I would tell you, in the end of 2020, right, the things that were obvious to you that you failed at, 
will make no sense in 2020. Just allow the faith of Christ carry you. Let's keep going. <laughs> Bible, we can't argue with you. <laughs> By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he looked to the reward. So by faith, he looked to the reward. Meaning that the reward is not faith. By faith, he looked to the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Next verse. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Next verse. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encycled for seven days. By faith the hallowed Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace right and what more shall i say for the time would fail me to tell of gideon and barak and samson and jephthah also of david and samuel and the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms worked righteousness hold on hold on hold on let's not rush let's not rush let's not rush who through faith subdued kingdom now because you're going to compare two kinds of faith right and you see what one faith did, and then you see what another faith can do. Right? The Bible here says that who through faith was subdued kingdoms. Huh? Then who through faith what? What do you notice there? Walked. So your faith is what will get you to walk your righteousness. That's Old Testament, right? Who through faith walked righteousness, obtained promises. So that faith made them obtain promises for themselves. But for us, all the promises. They are yes. We're we're not trying to obtain the promise. It's been obtained in Christ. We're not trying to walk righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. We're not trying to subdue kingdoms. Kingdoms have been subdued for us. So the question is, do you know to take your place? Because if you don't know, you won't step into what you know. And you won't step into what is yours. So he says, they stopped the mouth of lions by faith. He says, they quenched the violence of fire. Escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weaknesses were made strong. Became valiant. Somebody say Old Testament. Wow. In battle, turned to flight. The armies of the ally, of the aliens. Next verse. Let's read it together. One to go. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourging. Yes, and of chains. They were stoned. They were sown into, my God. Tempted. Were slain with the sword. Old Testament faith, oh my God. These things are not, this is not poem. Praise God. 
This is not, I'm not reading, we're not reading poem here. We're reading what happened. You see, so that's why when, pe- when people are not in faith, eh, it, it, I don't want you to be a religious person. I don't want you to be a religious person. That, that is, you come to church because you know it's the right thing to do. There is no real belief of why you do what you do. Are you church outside of church? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So, because from this thing that you are reading here now, you can see conviction that they will bring sword. And people are saying, you know what? I refuse any other thing but torture. Saw me into two because I have faith. Yes, so. It says they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented by faith. They did all of this by faith. By faith. Today, many, many believers love convenience. Because if God is not going to be on their convenience side, then why should I be with God? Why should I be with God? Pastor Victor was preaching this one time. Now, I'm not saying embrace what is not yours. Right? I'm not saying embrace sickness. I'm not saying embrace poverty. But you see, at times where you pass through stuff, sometimes, don't throw away your conviction. Just because you're going through something, you throw away your conviction. You throw away everything that you know. You throw away what you believe. Glory to God. But you know the good news? The good news is it's not you who will keep yourself. If, if you really believe, that is if the faith is genuine, that faith is what is keeping you. You are not the one actually in a sense keeping yourself. If, if the faith is in you genuinely, it is the faith that will keep you. Not you trying to keep yourself. All we need to do is to keep ourselves in the love of God. Are you still here? But that faith will keep you. That faith will speak for you. Now let's see verse 38. It says, of whom what? The wall was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. Next verse. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith. Somebody say good testimony. Through what? Through faith. Did not receive the promise. So it means that there is something better for us. For we, it is not a conversation of your faith now. There, there, there was a promise that the people's faith made them look forward to, but they couldn't get there regardless of how much faith they had. Because um, the determining factor of the promise was the cross. That if you go past the cross, you have come into the promise. And what is that promise? The promise is the Holy Spirit. That's the promise. If, I, if you read Galatians chapter 3, you will see that the Bible is talking about the promised Holy Spirit. Okay? That's what it, that's what it is. So let's read. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect. So all those people who were sawn in two, those people who were wandering, those people who left their houses sojourning for a city whose builder and maker is God, those people who were, you know, Subdued kingdoms, walked righteousness, tore the mouth of lions, received their dead back to life. They were not perfect without you. Now, what makes you perfect? Let's keep going. I'm going to flip to 12 now, right? 
It says, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now see verse 2. It says, looking unto. So hold on. Now they had faith. They were looking unto the promise. But the promise they did not partake of. Their faith did not bring them into the promise. But it says, you looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of so follow this old testament believer old testament people had the beginning of faith but did not have the end of their faith so to speak but we because we look unto jesus he's the beginning and he has ended the quest for the coming of a promise I don't know if you get what I'm saying. That the end of faith, the, the, he's the beginning of our faith and he's the end of the search for the promise that they were looking for but we have come into. So he says, for who? He says, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the Father. Now you have come into the fullness of the promise. So I'm saying to you that in 2020, right? If you're going to do anything great, you're going to subdue kingdoms, you're going to rot righteousness, you're going, whatever it is you're going to do, you, we, don't, we don't need your faith. We don't need your faith. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Let me show you. Just a few scriptures and they'll be close. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Now let's read it together. Use the King James Version, not the New King James. Use the King James Version. Are we there? Alright, so let's read it together. One to go. That's not all of us. Let's, let's read it together. One to go. Hallelujah. So you see that the life you live, you live by the faith of the son of God. Okay? You leave. Can we see the message version of this? Let's just look for trouble. Small. The message version of... Let me see what the message has to say. Okay, it says, Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it. I identified myself completely with him. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. And I am no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine. But it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me. Ah, it has said everything. He says, says, my ego is no longer central. Kai. Kai, Kai, message. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Let's see Acts chapter 17, verse 28. Acts chapter 17, verse 28. Acts chapter 17, verse 28. 
It says, for in him we live and move and have our being. As also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Glory to God. Romans chapter 8 verse 32. Romans chapter 8 verse 32. It says, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us, how shall he not with him also freely give us what? How many things? Somebody say, I have all things. Let's also see Ephesians chapter 3 verse 11. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 11. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 11. It says, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's see verse 12. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. In whom we have what? Boldness and access. We have what? Two things. Say with me, I have boldness and I have access. Say it again, say I have boldness and I have access. Why? Because Christ obeyed. That's why. And all this is through faith in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. So, I want you to know that in this year, you are going to rely on his faith. And what is his faith saying? His faith is saying that I have a accomplished everything that you are trying to accomplish by yourself is there anything that is too good for you to have is there anything that is too good for you think about it is there anything too good for you is there anything too good for you is there anything that is too far reaching for you we don't need your faith all we need is the faith of Christ and the faith of Christ has accomplished everything that you are seeking to have. Glory to God. Uh, in 2020, many of you are going to come into a paradigm shift. Paradigm shift. Glory to God. I began to sense it very strongly that TSP is about to come into explosion. Where is that uh, prophecy you sent to me? Let me read it out. Okay, I think. Was this today? Or just this evening? Okay. says so that there is going to be an accomplishment of great things for us in this season. And there is ease to accomplish those things. You know why there will be ease? There will be ease because, please take this word seriously. Take this word and bring the word into your situation and interpret your situation with this word. Okay? That there will be ease for accomplishment of great things. I don't know what you have lined up to do between now and the first, I mean, the end of the first quarter of the year or even before the end of the year. Somebody say ease. ease. Say it again, say ease. ease. There will be ease for accomplishment. Glory to God. Do you want, do you want a good job? Do you want a great job? Do you want, do you want great contracts? Do you want your spiritual life to skyrocket? Do you want to win souls for Jesus? Say ease, somebody. It's going to come with ease. Praise God. And, and the good part of it is your, your, your struggle, your struggle will be your trying to reconcile where you are with what you have. That, that's going to be your struggle. You'll be like, God, what is going on? What is going on? Do I deserve this? Why is it that when I was working harder, you, 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 you didn't do it? Now that I'm just chilled, that's when it's just coming. That's what God is bringing to you in this season. 
And I want you to take the word because the word is going to play out itself in your life. In your life. Glory to God. We have come into ease of accomplishment. Ease of accomplishment. Ease of accomplishment. Ease of accomplishment. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have come into supernatural manifestations. Okay? Supernatural what? Manifestations. Manifestations of glory. That's what you've come into. So picture your life. Don't just hear Pastor Phil preaching a good sermon. Think about you. Where are you now? What do you need that you thought you had to work for? Look, we're talking about the faith of Christ. For the just shall live by faith. Not the just shall live by his faith. No. He said, for the just shall live by faith. And that faith is the faith of Christ. He says, bringing to every, bringing into captivity every, bringing into captivity every high thing that exalts itself to the obedience of Christ. To the fact that Christ obeyed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So say with me, I've come into ease. I've come into accomplishment. Why? By the faith of Christ. Say with me, say by the faith of Christ. Say by the faith of Christ. It is not what, it says the Lord your God brought it my way. Hallelujah. That was a testimony of, uh, of, um, of Jacob. He was telling the father, he says the Lord your God brought it my way. Why? It is easy. Okay, there's, there's not going to be any struggle. Your heart will just come into it. Your heart will be enlarged. Your heart will stretch to receive the fullness of what God has for you. TSP, get ready for explosion. Get ready for supernatural manifestation. Oh, hallelujah. You know, as I'm talking, I actually feel the anointing on me right now. I actually feel the spirit of God on me right now. And you know, many of you ladies will come into gracious, gracious, gracious connections gracious connections it will be connections by grace 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 i see people walking in paths where there is no road but as you step there is road the path is just opening for you. The path is just clearing for you. Glory to God. So, you know, while you were praying um, um, this week, I saw someone praying and all you heard in your spirit was take a leap of faith. I don't know who you are. You just heard in your spirit. You, because you are not sure of what will happen. But you just heard in your spirit, take a leap of faith. Now let me put some embellishments to that word that came to you. Take a leap of faith. Take a leap of Christ's faith. Okay? Take a leap of his faith. It's not your faith. Because your faith can fail. Your faith can be weak. There is weak faith. There is strong faith. There is small faith. There is great faith. But we don't need all of that right now. All we need is his faith. And you have come into his faith. So take a leap of his faith right now. And if you believe it, if you've come to it, you will enter into it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now just open your mouth and pray in the Holy Ghost, somebody. Oh, hallelujah. This concludes this message. 
Thank you for listening and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.